Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome to today's show, everybody. It's just me, Brandy, the boss lady. And uh, I thought it would be a good opportunity to maybe roll through um, a, a case study because a lot of people really do worry about uh, scope creep and how that impacts the budget and um, what happens when um, something in the house uh, creates a problem that we have to deal with and how does that look. Uh, there's a lot of fear around the unknown and uh, I thought maybe if we went through a case study we could um, sort of exemplify or showcase that yeah sometimes things happen but there are ways that we can address it and uh, at the end of the day we still get a project done. So uh, for this particular case study I'm going to focus on a basement suite renovation here in, uh, well, not here, in uh, West Vancouver, here in, um, you know, BC, Lower Mainland. And um, yeah, so let's just get into it. Uh, well, this was a lovely Japanese client um, couple, and they had done a little bit of work in their basement already and created this beautiful Japanese sitting room in as one bedroom and um, beautiful sliding doors that were cedar and they really wanted to turn this whole space into a, a bonafide suite that they could rent out. They wanted to have a feeling of warmth and a clean but modern look. They also had a pretty fixed budget um, and they had come to us after they'd already put the plans into the city for approval and were almost ready to be picked up. Um, and just circling back to the budget, oftentimes I'll ask a client, is, is your budget a guideline? Meaning like if you had to have something as the process went through and, um, you know, whether it was a decorative item or maybe a different type of appliance that, yeah, like you would definitely sort of splurge for that. Or is it an anchor? There is no possible way you can spend a, spend a penny more. So in this case, they were on a pretty fixed budget, almost like an anchor, but we did leave uh, some contingency room in there just in case something came up. And I'm really glad that we did and that we had advised that for them uh, because we did end up having something um, or a couple of things actually that came into play. So um, with their desire to have like this warm feeling, clean, modern look as a, a bonafide suite they can rent out, um, the basic, the plan, like what was it? What is it, you know, the, what was the scope? So um, the, like I say, the, the existing space was finished to a degree, but it was pretty well worn. And when we first looked at it, the space was mainly being used as random storage. It wasn't actually functioning in any way, shape or form really. Um, and then to bring in the reality of what their vision was, we had to, you know, deal with some demo work. Uh, but we also then needed to do some framing and, you know, a bunch of different things. So uh, before we even can get into any of that, the first step is always to do asbestos testing. And uh, luckily in this case, 
there was not there was none there's nothing was containing and it just meant that we were free and clear to do demo as we needed uh, there were also a number of framing components to address we had some new wall layouts a bunch of new interior interior door locations uh, we also needed to uh, create a, a kitchen and we wanted to redo the bathroom because it was pretty dated also we had changed the door access from one area uh, to another and uh, we also had to do a bunch of electrical and plumbing rough-ins for both of those areas and of course if we're going to do electrical we might as well do a whole new lighting plan with some pot lights throughout and because it was a basement suite uh, we really needed to do a lot of robust fire separation to meet our current building code so things like insulation and fire stopping and then of course you know new drywall and painting flooring throughout and then, of course, all of those finishing elements like cabinetry and the countertop, the tiling, the trim. Uh, they also wanted to update their uh, furnace and hot water tank. And they ended up going with a combi boiler system, which is a really efficient way to heat your house. And with the hot water on demand, that energy isn't wasted heating up and holding the water uh, uh, the way a conventional hot water tank uh, functions. And if you missed it, I got into... Uh, these combi boiler systems in episode seven. So head back to that one and, and take a listen if you're interested. So what happened? The guts. What did, what what exactly you know went on with this project? So we did have a couple of surprises, and and they did have a bit of a trickle down effect. So the first one was that after we'd done the demo, we had discovered that an existing beam along a structural wall between the the bedroom and the main open area where we were going to be putting a kitchen in had been butchered like and butchered really badly <laughs> uh, for some HVAC as well as for the main plumbing stack and overall the whole thing was undersized I don't know exactly how it passed when the house was originally built or who did that but it became a legacy issue we needed to address so um, the cities always like to cover themselves and make sure that you have proper engineering involved when required and this was one of those cases so we called in our structural engineer and to provide the oversight and documentation and provide you know professional direction on what size of beam and framing they wanted to see in that area uh, I don't think we really needed to get official sort of direction from them it was something that we probably would have figured out on our own fairly easily but uh, like I say the city really does require uh, an engineer to sign off on things like this so we got our engineer in and uh, you know he provided that direction and then we also had to get some custom ducting fabricated to reconnect the ducting from one side of that beam to the other because the original HVAC contractor had cut right through the beam and we couldn't you know cut through the new beam that we were putting in so um, so basically like this framing issue then created the need for, to have some custom ducting fabricated and, uh, or we would have to put in some baseboard heating, but the client ended up wanting to keep her forced air system. So of course then this impacted the kitchen layout because we had planned to have, you know, the fridge on one side and then say the sink and the, and the range on the other. Um, but because of that ducting, it meant that our fridge was no longer going to fit in that area. The height was going to be compromised. So uh, we had to basically mirror image and, and rejig the kitchen uh, cabinetry. Uh, and luckily, uh, we hadn't put that order in 100%. We you know, put it in for some costing and that kind of thing. We were just about to sign off on it, actually. And um, because we were able to pull it out of 
this, you know, before things actually got into production, it meant that we didn't have any um, fees for changes and all that kind of thing. We just basically paused, we rejigged, and then we and then we submitted it. Otherwise, we may have had some cost impacts to pull it out of production and then put it back in again. Um, so we got lucky on that one. And then, of course, we had to uh, create sort of like a temporary drainage solution while we were doing the framing t- and put our main stack back into into play and you know through the wall and all that kind of stuff so um, sometimes um, and I bring this up just because sometimes we have to do some temporary measures to be able to do the work we need to do to remediate whatever the problem was and then put back into place really what it should have been done in the first place so uh, the second thing was that uh, the ducting for the bath fan was not to code. Someone had used this flexi style ducting and crammed or well should I say crushed it into about a two inch hole <laughs> that went into the garage space and then vented out from there. Uh, and because I, I know why they did that. They did that because the bathroom was uh, below grade and there was there's no way to vent out from there. So they got well, basically, they, they cheated. I was I was going to say they got creative, but no, they didn't. They, they basically cheated it. And um, because we were, you know, under full building permit, I, I don't even think I would have left that anyway. But um, we ended up having to go up through the laundry room above, which worked out really well because then we were able to, to vent up and then out. Um, but uh, we definitely had to use rigid ducting. And had we not been able to get up through the laundry room and out, we would have had to have done quite a long run to get out of the house and we would have had to go through an adjacent bedroom which would have meant we would have had to have created a a bulkhead for that to happen um, because the joists were running perpendicular to where the run was going to be or would have had to have been so um, we got lucky uh, but there was there would have been a way to address it had we not been able to find that way out of the house so I, I sort of bring this up to point out that there's always a solution it's not always ideal but there's always a way to get things sorted out. And the third thing that we sort of had to address during this project was COVID. So we had to be doubly careful around keeping our crew safe. Uh, we allowed only one trade-in at any given time. We allowed a little bit of window of time on each side of a trade coming in or out. And um, this created a bit of a time delay, of course. So the glory, you know, what were the highlights or, you know, all that kind of stuff for this project? Um, And how do we, you know, do we feel really good about the end result? So overall, this project, it it did have a few challenges and, you know, some legacy issues, some of the, you know, stuff around COVID. Uh, but I have to say our crews did some really, really great work and with grace and, uh, when, especially around dealing with additional work and schedule impacts and things that had to be, uh, put on hold or delayed slightly. And overall, I think that the, the space turned out really well and that the clients, they are pleased with the end result. And, um, I think that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that we can be all really, really, really proud of. And I always like to sort of think back on a project, do a little bit of a post-mortem if that's not too dark for people. Um, you know, just think about like some lessons learned or things that maybe we could have done a little bit differently. Um, you know, could I have 
could we have seen or could I have seen, you know, maybe a problem that I didn't recognize at the start or whatever. I think it's important. Uh, I mean, for anybody in, in any given sector or whatever your job happens to be to kind of think about what your your personal uh, performance is like. And, and I always do this for myself. So, um, you know, when I think back on this particular project, I don't think that I could have foreseen, you know, this framing, you know, butchery that someone had done in the past. Um, you know, I think there would have maybe been a way to expedite um, some of the changes a little bit differently. But overall, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, um, and and I think that you know the clients were ver- were very understanding about the fact that you know this was their house. They did have some legacy issues, and um, we're prepared to be patient um, around allowing us the time to figure out a, a really good plan and co- convey that or or communicate that uh, both in a time and a dollar sort of figure so that they could make an informed choice. And I think overall you know, that's really what you want. You want to be able to, you know, have the grace to do what you need to do to solve a problem on, on a client's behalf and have them give you the grace and the time to do that. So these these clients were really great when it, when it came to that. Um, so yeah, rolling back over to, you know, around the fear, around, you know, how does, how does all of this play out at the end of the day? Uh, so paying, you know, what I like to say is paying the piper. Uh, you know, what were the the, the, what were the, the costs for the scope creep or the, the extras or any of that kind of thing? Um, so with with the the extras related to you know the legacy issues that we were facing, uh, it, overall I think it came to about twelve thousand dollars in extra work between you know engineering fees and custom ducting and the extra framing and the time and the labor around that. Um, and then we also, you know, the, the clients also had some scope creep. And for those who don't know, scope creep is basically where you're doing this over here, so let's do that. Or now that you're doing this, I'm thinking that I would really like to address that. And uh, it has nothing really to do with what the original scope was or what the original conversation was around what the, the project was going to be. It's just as time rolls on, sometimes the cl- clients go, you know what, we have people here doing stuff. Let's get them to address, you know, X, Y, Z. So we had um, uh, the, the client decide that at the end of the day, they did want to put a heated tile floor in, in the bathroom. And then they did want to uh, have a bunch of extra um, ex- exterior lighting put in that was motion censored, as well as uh, at some at some point, uh, a, a shared fence between them and a neighbor blew down in a, in a storm. So they had us address some of that fencing as well. And that was about another $4,000. So I hope that by rolling through this uh, basement suite project, you can see that scope creep and maybe some things that happen in the project don't necessarily need to scare you away from doing a project or something that you need to be overly fearful about. I would, though, just really want to make sure that, you know, you really think about who you're working with as far as your contractor is concerned and make sure that you're comfortable with them and their communication style so that if there is something that comes up, you can feel like they've got your back, that they're there to help you, help your project along, uh, and to do it with some transparency and 
for you then to also give them the grace to to give you some of those options and and figure out what the best solution might be for you and your particular needs in your project. So I think that uh, you know one not doesn't necessarily need to to go into a project being really fearful, but yeah, definitely go in with eyes wide open. I would definitely uh, really actually really strongly suggest that you have a contingency fund for this type of thing and and then that way you know you're covered you're not having to worry or stress about finding additional money and ultimately then at the end of the project if you don't use the contingency at all or you only use a portion of it then fabulous you've got some money to put back into the bank and uh you know off you go or you know take a vacation or maybe you do some you know, maybe buy some new furniture for your space or something along those lines. So, um, you know, always good to have a contingency, always best to have really good uh, trust and communication with your contractor. And when these things come up, you're going to be in good hands. Well, that's it for this show. And I hope you have yourself a great day. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for All Things Renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.